Is This a Ghost is sponsored by Pickney Bend Distillery. As always, our good friends at Pickney Bend, it's the holiday season, Patrick. And uh, I don't have to tell you, there's lots of good lots of good options for, for Christmas presents mm-hmm. or Hanukkah presents mm-hmm. or other winter solstice presents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're Anything a pagan. You yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, if you're, if you're the kind of pagan that doesn't celebrate Christmas, mm-hmm. um, which <clears throat> if you're the, pre, the pre-Christmas pagan. Right. Right. Wouldn't it be weird if you were a pagan and you didn't celebrate the solstice? You're like, what yeah, you... I don't know. I, <laughs> I just feel weird about yeah. it. <laughs> I'm pagan, but I don't want to rub yeah. it in anyone's faces. <laughs> I want to like try to make it a whole thing. Like, I'll show up to summer solstice, but winter solstice, ah, we got a lot going on. Mm, I just kind of want to hibernate during that yeah. time. So, yeah. feel like we just had a sacrifice last week. And... I still got blood in under my fingernails. It's... <laughs> It's hard to get that out. So, um, and regardless of whether or not that's you, you can celebrate <laughs> December and and anything that happens during that month with our friends at Pickney Bend. And I was just looking at their website, and here's something interesting. So they are now offering. So like, you have a barrel where you age whiskey, right? And the barrel I do? has two. Oh, not you. And oh, I assume not you. Sorry, I should no. be more clear. I mean, you can look at the background as hard as you want. I don't think there's a barrel back there. People with resources and interesting jobs have mm-hmm. uh, barrels where they age inside which they age whiskey. Mm-hmm. You know? uh-huh. Those yep. barrels have 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 ends on them. Ends and barrel ends. Yeah, ends of barrels like a top and a bottom. Yeah, a t- well, it's it depends. Is it on its side? Ah, uh, okay. That's a left and a right. All right. Okay. So trying to trick yeah. me. Trying to trick. Yep. <laughs> Uh, what Pigney Bend has done, they're, they've, they're offering, they have a, a part of a page on their website that says deck your walls and they're offering the ends of those with the Pigney Bend brand, uh, big on the, on the end there. Really? They've, they've sawed them off and you can hang them on your wall and I really want one mm-hmm. and I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to text Tara. I'm going to get one. Um, maybe I'll get one for, do you want one for Christmas? I'll get I mean, I unless I they're more one. than $5. I, yeah, I mean. I mean, I'll, pay, I'll pay for shipping to get it here, but I'm not going to pay for the barrel. You know what I mean? If I bring it to your house, that's 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 money off the top. That's for me, 100% right? free then. 100. Hell free. yeah! No, 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 no. <laughs> that's it's twenty dollars shipping and handling. Hmm. Anyway, Seems steep. But they're beautiful. Is, they're beautiful. They are beautiful. They really are. You could turn them into anything. You could turn them into like a clock. You could turn them oh, into yeah. uh, that's true. A really really exciting frisbee. For all the kids in your neighborhood. Um, yeah, you could turn them into um, high-stakes Frisbee. That's true. You could turn them into uh, one of those like big wheels that you roll down the street, pushing it with a stick while uh, all the other oh, children play, from the Depression. You could play Depression. You could play yeah, de- you could play de- that's you a fun play Depression game. games. That's really nice. Um, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. What other things can you do with the, with the top off of a Pinkney Bend barrel, Clayton? You could make a very shallow toe pool <laughs> if you flip it over. <laughs> That might not be I mean, good for winter. A but topol doesn't comes need around, to be deep, really. Honestly, that's exactly. Is it really a topol? Your toes, you freak. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, so anyway, lots of make, options. Yeah. So if you aren't a freak with fat toes, shop, <laughs> or at least not, I don't know, deep toes, then you're fine. <laughs> shop Pickney Bend this holiday season. <laughs> You'll you will want to before you buy it for someone in your life. You will want to get a picture of their feet, and mm-hmm. that's going to be hard to get because they are going to think you are a real freak. Mm-hmm. So just let them know you don't want their face in the picture, too. And then they'll probably yeah. do it. <laughs> Foot only. Um, listen, there's also on their website, there's copy that I want you to help me decipher here. I know this is getting a little long, but I think this is worth it. It's Part of this says, grab your gin bundle and get any two gins. <laughs> I'm sorry, where I come from, that's not what we call it. 
<laughs> now I can't help picture a gin bindle, like uh-huh. some like train hopping hobo with his yep. little his little uh, little bindle of gin. I'm sure that's what's in there. Gin bundle, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, grab your gin, grab our gin bundle, and get any two gins. <laughs> Don't, don't just grab your own. Don't just grab your own. Grab ours if there's time. Grab ours. We've got so much uh, gin bundle. There's some. Everyone can get a hand on it. <laughs> Last grab. one to take your hand off the gin bundle wins my gin bundle. So <sighs> grab our gin bundle mm-hmm. and get any two gins and a 32 ounce tonic for $70. Now, this is the part I actually had a question about. Or grab our limited edition barrel head. Okay. Made from used rested barrels, which I assume is uh, is this thing I'm talking about, mm-hmm. uh, and get a free oil rubbed hat. Wait. End of marketing blur. <laughs> I mean, I'm intrigued. If the if the idea was to intrigue me, <laughs> mission accomplished. Keeping them keeping them wanting more. Mm-hmm. So if you go, you could get a you could grab one of these and then you get a, an oil rubbed oil rubbed hat. Mm-hmm. Where do you even put the emphasis? The oil rubbed hat. Oil rubbed. Um, yeah. And oil, oil rubbed. I mean, hat. after you grab their gin bundle, your hands gonna be covered in oil. So I don't what hat. Well, ask Tara. She, she'll, she'll Christmas send is a, about yeah. surprises, and <laughs> Pitney Ben understands that better than I think anyone. So, so head on over to p-i-n-c-k-n-e-y-b-e-n-d dot com if for no other reason than to just verify for yourself that what I have said to you is true. You'll see it on, <laughs> on the homepage, and if it's false, um, let us know that too, because. Tara's going to um, want to clarify it. Yes, for sure. She's going to want to make sure that that oil oil, oil, oil rat is, uh, is back in there, for sure. What the fuck is an oil-rubbed hat? I don't know. Is it like oil-rubbed <laughs> bronze, but in hat form? I don't. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't for know. who? <laughs> who? Who or what is the hat for in this scenario? Um, it's confusing. Well, I'll ask Tara. She'll tell us. everybody welcome to is this a ghost i'm clayton smith and every gosh every single week i tell a real ghost story from real history to my real friend patrick dean who doesn't always look like like i don't always look at him from this angle i don't ever look quite this good i think that's, that's what you're trying to say all your chins are under this side huh mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's where <laughs> you keep hide them behind the microphone don't yeah. don't don't make me yeah you look great you look great we're having some technical issues that um you know, I don't know. They've caused me, fine. Yeah, they've they, they've caused me to to clarify and uh, and bokeh, which is you know mm-hmm. pretty uh pretty nice for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Also, my webcam died. Yeah, and that's the bad part. Related. Yeah. Hey, Tara just texted me back. Uh oh. An oil rubbed hat. I said, I'll bite. What's an oil rubbed hat? And she said, leather that won't sweat, bleed, or be gross. Okay. I don't like. I'm going to say hats. for your head. <laughs> because I... Okay. Money. Anyway, this is going to be an ongoing thing during this episode, I guess. Where um, <laughs> If there's ever a moment where there's a lull on my side, if you could just tell a few extra jokes, it's because I'm texting Tara. Sure, of course. So, thank you. you um, give me some sort of material, just so you know. <laughs> how about leather? That's a material. This one's oil rubbed. She's texting. Yeah, she's confirmed it's for head. Huh. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Anyway, 
Uh, now, God, now I'm going to be thinking all night about what a what a leather oil rubbed hat at Pickney Ben looks like. I think, <sighs> I think it's probably like a like a caddy's like a caddy cap. You know, like a caddy's. You think so? Cap? I was I think thinking so. like Indiana Jones. Oh wait, here's a picture. All right, everybody, hold on. Um, you're gonna want to go to YouTube, I guess, for this because Tara just sent me. This is God mm-hmm. live, live and happening now. Uh, screen share. Let's see. Here is the picture of the oil rubbed hat. Oh, it's like a cap. Oh, it's like a leather okay. baseball cap. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, I like that. But it's leather. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, it looks. It's kinky. It looks a little kinky. It doesn't look like leather though, does it? I'm not gonna shame that. No. Mm. I like that hat. Yeah. That hat. That that hat's worth it. Comes with a seventy free oil rubbed leather hat. Okay, barrel head for a tasting. All right. Now the sign costs seventy dollars, but it does come with this hat. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm gonna let Tara know. That's nice. Make a joke real quick, will you? Um, text sent. Okay. Good. So, um, anyway, this is how we start every episode: <laughs> live texting our sponsor. To ask questions for clarification and if you like that you're gonna love the rest of this episode because i don't see an end in sight <laughs> oh boy how was your weekend how was my weekend uh what you're looking down do you have a ghost There's no i that, that's ghost that's cat in your <laughs> that's that's my i'm not prepared to answer this question uh direction it, it, ah. is, it, isn't it like if somebody's lying they they look is it like you look up and to the left if you're lying and you look in a different direction if you're just like searching for. Yeah, I think actually I've, what I've read mm. is that, and it sounds stupid, but it, I've, it's it's a real thing that has been read by mm. me. Is that if you look up, it's because you are you're 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 looking at your brain where the thoughts happen, uh-huh. and you're like, okay, come on, brain, <laughs> come on, come on, think of something really good here. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's true, but I did mm. read that in a real in a real publication at some point. Okay, like Parade Magazine or something. A Reader's Digest, I think. Oh, okay, probably. Never mind. Yeah. Sit so down. yeah, it's pretty. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Did Parade ever exist outside of an insert outside of Sunday newspapers? Yeah. I don't think so. No. Huh. It was yeah, just uh, Marie Marie Voss Savant with her little brain teasers and a yeah. really unfunny comic, mm-hmm. and then a lot of uh, interior design tips. If I had been 15 years older, I could have made some really unfunny comics for a lot of that. I could have made a killing because I'm bad at drawing and I'm, I can do really not funny stuff. Mm-hmm. But instead, I'm stuck with this podcast. Mm-hmm. For now. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> um, there was something I wanted to talk about today. What was it? I didn't write it down. This is a problem. I didn't write it down. Was it about what do you a want ghost? To talk about? Well, eventually. Mm-hmm. Do you are you anxious to get into it? We can. No, I no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> <I'll> be honest. <laughs> when we're done with this, I have to go back upstairs, and I don't like it up there. <laughs> <laughs> there are responsibilities up there. Here, it's just drinking and making jokes. But what did I want to tell you? I don't know. Mm. My brain is broken. I'm gonna say from, you're looking down. That's the lying direction, by the way. So I think you just said it was the up. Up was the lie. You, <laughs> you just said you said you lie up about you that. Look, you say up is where you look to your brain for the answers. Like, come on. Yeah, that's where the lies come from. Is my brain? Where do you so, think the lies come from? They don't come from my feet. <laughs> An idiot. <laughs> um, I don't know. I got nothing. So I guess we could just do. We could just do the podcast if you want. So I give the people what they want. Hey, what are you doing for Christmas? I don't know. Christmas stuff. Driving everywhere. That's cool. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I tried. All right. Uh, Johannes Wuster was born in Germany in 1705. And I couldn't find anything else about him until 1744. So I don't know. <laughs> it's only like a sabbatical for... Four decades. Oh, God, that sounds great, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah, it oh. sounds like. Although, what sort of research would you do for four decades? That, I'd love that to give it a shot. Exhausting. Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love to take that risk. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, I should note, the uh, mm. once again, uh, notes for this were, were helped along, certainly, by Jen Swanson. Oh, so thanks, she Jen. sent uh, she. <laughs> She took a note from our last recording, mm-hmm. and she sent several. So instead of sending one really long um, set of notes, she sent over four or five shorter notes. Mm. And I and said, you, you don't pick. have to work this hard. <laughs> and I got to pick, and I did. And I might, and it's great because now I have um, a few lined up that are all really, really choice stories. So she's 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 killing it. And uh, so I took one of them today and then did a little additional research. And together, uh, she and I have come up with this. So thank you once again to Jen, saving my life truly, because uh, I am teaching so many classes. I can't think straight. (laughs) And it's only two more weeks, and it's going to be great. Anyway, so Johannes Wuster, born then, nothing. Then at some point, he moves to Philadelphia, U.S. of A. Mm -hmm. He got bored of... Four decades of doing I, nothing in Germany. I, and- <laughs> yeah, he's like, sabbatical sucks. I'm, I've had enough. I'm sure there was something that prompted him, and it's probably a really cool story about, you know, fires or thieves or mm-hmm. something, um, but it, we don't have it. Hmm. By we, I mean Jen and me specifically. It's probably there somewhere. <laughs> um, but he moves to Philadelphia. So by 1744, he's in Philadelphia, and he changes his name to blend in with the locals. Mm-hmm. Johannes Wooster isn't cutting it anymore, so he changes his name to John Wister. I mean, it's easier to remember. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Much better. Much better. Let's, yeah, yeah. Everyone who moves to this country should definitely change their names to uh, to our standards, <laughs> is I think our stance here on This is a Ghost. Wooster mm. to Wister. Mm-hmm. Johannes to John. Mm-hmm. Germans famously don't have middle names. Is that so true? Nah, they do well. Not not generally. It's not a yep. they're, they're not a cultural thing for them. Huh. So I don't. I don't even use. I don't do anything with mine. Mine's just hanging out there. Oh, I use mine all the time. Do I you? Do, yeah, yeah. It's for like what? My go, it's like my go to fake name. When do you use a fake name? No. I mean, you know, if you're, you're like 43 years old, when do you like, use if I'm like signed up for a newsletter and I don't want to know my real name. <laughs> you know there are so many other <laughs> fake names that actually are fake. <laughs> right, but I can remember this one. So yeah, but they could piece this one together. <laughs> you say I'd right. rather I'd rather not have to like um and awe ah about what my fake name is. You could prepare one. And be like, you it could was, say Frank. That's it, a name I didn't even have in my head before three seconds ago. Mm-hmm. I just said it. I didn't hem and haw. And if I ask you 10 years from now mm-hmm. what the fake name you came up with was to get mm-hmm. that, a second copy of that you know, HBO Max. And when <laughs> I say Phil, you're yeah. going to be like, God, what was that name? You're right. Is Maybe it right? was Phil. I think that's right. I think so. I know what it's mine is, but I don't years. remember what yours was. <laughs> no, records are nothing. No one, No one keeps them. Well, anyway, so he's John Wister now, and he builds himself uh, a whole lot of wealth in Pennsylvania as a merchant and wine importer. Hmm. 
And so in 1744, or yeah, in 1744, he builds mm-hmm. a big, beautiful summer home in Germantown, which I think... Germantown, PA? Yeah, I think yeah. now that's a neighborhood of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it was uh, its own town next to Philadelphia, like a suburb of mm-hmm. Philadelphia. Yeah. Because this is 1744. Again, this is before the revolution. This is, um, there's not a lot going on. So Philly is small. So this summer house sits on seven and a half acres of land, and it's built from trees chopped down from his own, from the property. Mm-hmm. Oak in the tree. Oak and Wissahawken schist. <laughs> Which uh, <laughs> I guess... I, I mean, guess is a tree or was a tree until he chopped down the one Wicca. I mean, if anything needs country. to change its name when it comes here, it's that tree. I'm sorry. <laughs> and frankly, it could use a middle name. That would that would help. We turned that call one that tree, Thomas. That would be great. We called that one Dogwood because we couldn't say the other one. So <laughs> that's Dogwood now. So um, anyway, so he used those, and he built this house. That is a, quote, prime example of Germantown architect, ar- architecture. Mm-hmm. That's what that word is. Well, it was the first one, so clearly. Yeah, so it's the prime, <laughs> literally the prime example. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and I I don't know how many houses are in Germantown. They all, this is going to sh- surprise you, they're mm-hmm. all built, uh, modeled after the German style. Mm-hmm. So... That's uh, a weird thing to call something. Anyway, this house had two front doors. So it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Classic <laughs> German town structure. It has balconies in the front and mm. balconies in the back. Mm. And it has a stone facade made of rocks that were quarried from the property. Hmm. So the attitude here is, let's buy this big, beautiful plot of land and strip the shit out of it <laughs> to build a house. <laughs> <laughs> um, whenever we dig up, we turn it into the house. That's right. Now this is the shit wall, <laughs> but a deal is a deal, and I made that deal to myself. We tried to make this wall out of the creek, and it did not work. <laughs> this is the wet wall. Uh, here's a picture of the house. You see that? It looks very German, astoundingly yeah, is, German, in fact. Yes. <laughs> so this is the the main house, and this over here was uh, an additional like guest house. Mm, okay. So they had they had enough money where they had a summer home that had a guest home. And that's the money I aspire to. Uh like if if I mean I'm looking at square footage wise, the guest house is like eighty five percent of the size of the main house. It's a huge guest house. Oh, I don't really <laughs> Yes. You correct. really like your guests. If that's if But that's they don't like the look at this, this is the smallest yeah. balcony I've ever seen. That's a smoking balcony. Clearly Definitely. that's for yes. That's, that's right. That's for, that's for ripping a few lung darts whenever your wife's not looking. That's what that is <laughs> that's right, right there. But there are two of them, mm-hmm. and that's something. <laughs> so uh, so that's the house. So it's obviously still standing, which is great for it. Um, let's, oh, Tara texted me. Let's see what she has to say. Oh, she agrees the hat is, quote, not too shabby. <laughs> what were we talking about? Mm, balconies? The house, yes. So the whole thing was real nice. The property also was great. It included a farm, mm-hmm. uh, gardens, and orchards with fruit trees. It is also mm-hmm. currently home still to the oldest ginkgo tree in America, by the way. Really? Not too shabby. How do they know? 
that is a question that I have asked myself so many times <laughs> over the last three days. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. It has really good PR. Mm-hmm. Is the only thing I can I can surmise. I bet they like. Um, I bet they cut it down and counted the rings, and they're like, "Oh fuck, it was the oldest one." Put it back. Put it back. Put it um, so in fact, the whole valley there is super fertile at this point, and uh, and and the Worcester Garden is among the most productive gardens in the region. Here's a quote: "It was primarily a working farm, and it dominated Philadelphia's horticultural trends for nearly two centuries." Ooh, wow. you know, those horticultural trends that we're <laughs> always hearing so much about. <laughs> Uh, the land was a prime source of marketable crops and animal husbandry. Mm. Now we're getting into what I understand. That's right. Animals fucking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they love to do it here. <laughs> In the German style. <laughs> it's a prime example oh. of the German style of fucking. Now, Worcester owned several houses around Philadelphia at this time, and so it became kind of hard to keep them all straight. So uh, he started referring to this one as uh, the big house or John Worcester's big house. Mm. Mm. Again, his summer house is of his multiple properties, the big house, and it's got a giant guest house. (laughs) So, you know, everything's going great for the Worcester family. Clearly, yeah. Yeah. But in 1776... We got real mad at a whole bunch of tea, and so the American Revolution begins. Mm-hmm. But now, this doesn't, Philadelphia, yeah, but like John Wister, he wasn't involved. He didn't do anything. Why would he be? He's right. a businessman. Yeah, keep your nose clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Philadelphia is super involved <laughs> <laughs> because Philadelphia is a central location for the war because Philadelphia is the home of the Continental Congress. It's basically the capital of America at this point. So Philadelphia is is quite involved, and John Wister has lots of properties in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. In the year 1777, the British Army defeats American troops at a battle called a battle in near near or in Philadelphia called the Battle of Brandywine. Does that sound familiar to you, Patrick? Uh, I mean, the wine part sounds familiar. <laughs> Still trying to figure <laughs> okay, out how Not this the ties part. into the, the the horticulture industry. I'm really sure. interested. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> you may remember the Battle of Brandywine because it was uh, uh, a battle in which the American army was led by a man named Mad Anthony Wayne. Oh, I do miss Mad Anthony. Oh, that was a great episode. I think that was one. Of, that's certainly one of my top five episodes. <laughs> it might be my number one. I really <laughs> like that episode. <laughs> Um, this is the battle you uh, you probably remember because it's where uh, <laughs> the British general, nicknamed No Flint Gray, snuck up on Matt Anthony's mm-hmm. armies and just beat the shit out of them with their guns and didn't fire a single <laughs> shot and just housed them completely. Uh, also, I think the, the battle where George Washington sent Matt Anthony to harass the enemy's rear mm-hmm. for a while. <laughs> So that was Brandywine. So America got their ass handed to them. Uh, thanks a lot, Mad Anthony. And the British victory there allowed them to capture all of Philadelphia. Now, again, this is a big deal because Philadelphia is the Continental Congress. That's the capital of, of where we mm-hmm. are. And so now Philadelphia is under British control. And the, uh, the British general stations about 9,000 men just in Germantown alone. 
Oh, goodness. They've got a real presence. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, oh is, this, is this prime example of Germantown architecture? This is gorgeous. Oh, hey, everyone, come to this house. Come to this house. It's a prime example of Germantown <laughs> architecture. It's gorgeous. And so they made, they make the Worcester Big House their headquarters. Mm-hmm. Now, the Worcesters aren't there because it's not summertime. <laughs> and so it's an empty <laughs> Also, I don't know if you can tell, there's some shit going down right now. So it's not... Yeah. Not time to be in Germantown. Right. Despite how tempting the husbandry scene is at the moment. <laughs> Despite yeah. uh, all the hours you spend lying awake at night sweating <laughs> over the thoughts of the animal husbandry that you're missing out on. There's 9,000 husbands there running around. <laughs> I could be there. Well, so anyway, so the <laughs> the British Army moves in. They take up residence uh, at this house as their headquarters. Now, it's not long before George Washington is like, "We we should we should try to take we Philadelphia do back." About this. Yeah, yes, that's a it's a bad it's a bad it's bad. It's obviously a bad strategic thing for mm-hmm. the U.S. to have their capital taken, but it's also bad like marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the troops, it's low morale. I think. Is a big issue, and he's like, "We should, we should get this back." And so the American army marches in, and this begins the Battle of Germantown. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So there's a big old battle in Germantown, and during this battle, British General James Agnew was very—he was severely injured. Hmm. Okay. He's not doing well. Probably with a sword. Hmm. Possibly a bullet, possibly. possibly a cannon through the belly. Could have fallen out of a tree. You never know, really. You never know. I don't mm-hmm. know if they fought a whole lot of wars mm-hmm. in uh, in trees. I I mean, he could just be in, in the, the tree. Yeah, in the Patriot, <laughs> yeah. they spent a lot of time in trees, so it's <laughs> it's possible. He could drink some bad from Mel Gibson. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Could mm-hmm. drink some uh, some bad river water. You never want to drink oh, the bad that, river water. That one will get you. Yeah, for every sure. Every time. Could have um, could have thrown up a lot so that he could eat more food, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and we as we have recently learned, yeah, that mm-hmm. could that could that leads to death sometimes. We'll never know. History will never know. Mm-hmm. But he's really injured. But he probably got shot with a cannon. That's probably what I'm. I'm I would assume that yeah. a cannon went literally through yeah. his middle, and he's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> he's like, <laughs> oh that, no! He's like that scene in Kung Pao where he's like looking through the guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I haven't thought of that movie in God. I would say decades at this point. <laughs> well, you are welcome. Thank right you. Back I used to own your brain. This is another thing that I miss out on. Uh, by the the digital revolution has really screwed us on this because I had that on DVD and I would watch it every <laughs> once in a while uh, to lift my spirits. And now uh, <laughs> maybe never again. Yeah, my spirits just won't ever get lifted again. Yeah, woodchuck nunchucks. <laughs> <laughs> God, what a movie that is, huh? Uh, well, um, anyway, so he probably got blown through with a cannon. And so he he's mad. And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so mad about his insides. Being on the outside. Being on the outsides. <laughs> it's, it's a real cause for concern. And he's like, don't let me die out here like some animal. And all the other dead people are like, wait a minute. That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's... <laughs> So they're like, well, you're a general. 
<laughs> your general, you must... We can't have you die in the field. <laughs> Come with us back to the big house. And so they bring him back to the Wister house. And he's... But he's bleeding profusely. Mm-hmm. He is just... Uh, he's he's dropping pints. <laughs> and they bring him in and it spills all over the floor. Ah, oh, I bet it was a nice floor too. It was so nice. It mm-hmm. was... Um, let me scroll back up here. It was... It was, um, it was a shag carpet. No, it was a Wissahawken schist floor. Ah, oh, uh, prime example of a Wiccan Wissahawken schist floor German town style. Well, uh, that tree's fucked Scheisse now. indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so there's blood all over the floor, and uh, and and General Agnew does die, mm. and he is he's the first ghost of the Wister House. Mm. And we will certainly talk about the ways in which he haunts the house, but. We're not going to do that yet because there are, there's more, there's there's more ghosts to come. We got to add more to the more to the crew, more to the roster first. Got to add more to the stew. I like to think of ghosts as a stew more than a roster. Mm, okay. Yeah. What kind you of a stew? In, you, you get them in there. Ghost stew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. No more specific than that. Like a. Oh. Um. Like a like a tomato base. <laughs> Something tomato no. based. No. No, I don't think so because that's the body stew. Mm, because okay. you get the blood, you get the sludge, you get the skin that yeah. slouches off. Yeah, you don't. Um, want that. You, that's you're, tomato. You're, yeah, you're talking like a French onion. This is like a French onion. Okay. It's like a very broth, broth right. heavy, but yeah. like vegetable broth yeah. heavy. Which, by the way, you know? the British guy so fucking mad right now. Oh, he's so like, angry, <laughs> so angry. <laughs> the German guy too. He's he's also like, why in my house is he making the French <laughs> onion soup? But somewhere Lafayette is like, ha ha. <laughs> We must go to Philadelphia. There's a wonderful ghost soup. I must try. And uh, and that's how the French helped us win the Revolutionary War. <laughs> Thanks, Lafayette. What are we... What? Oh, so we're going to talk about mm. more ghosts soon. <laughs> and then we'll talk about the, the, the way that uh, in which these ghosts haunt. But before we do any of that, I have to tell you, Patrick... That is this a ghost is once again sponsored by our friends at Smart Labels. It popped up this time. You weren't expecting it. And here it is. It's a surprise. Middle one. of the show. Middle of the show in a real in a real mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um, we are sponsored by our friends at Smart Labels, and they're so great. And listen, if you're like me, you have spent on I countless, countless minutes uh recently unpacking all your Christmas shit from the attic. Mm-hmm. And by Christmas, I mean by that term of art, I mean treasured heirlooms <laughs> that your parents <laughs> just won't stop bringing to the house every time <laughs> that they keep dropping yeah. off on the porch and then yeah. driving away very quickly and i keep saying come on mom <laughs> but now now they're your problem mm-hmm. so and if you, you want to know where to put your third christmas star that smells like cigarettes <laughs> we know exactly which bin it goes in we have we have a product for you yeah because you can't just throw them out you gotta you gotta you have to make sure that you can pass on this burden to your children. <laughs> Otherwise, what are we all doing here, really? And so if you want to make sure that you can do that, then what you need is a smart label. Mm-hmm. So smart labels, we've talked about them on the show before. They're amazing, truly, mm-hmm. especially for the holidays. Mm-hmm. You get a, you will go to Amazon uh, and you order some smart labels and mm-hmm. they, they come to your house. I don't know if, if you heard about Amazon. They come straight to your house. It's amazing. Seriously? Wait, do I have to yeah. get my address? Jeff Bezos comes to your house and he's like, hello, hello, Patrick. Are you there? <laughs> and it's real weird. Yeah. Have you um, seen my wife? <laughs> Neither have I. 
God, have you ever watched videos of him laughing? Oh, it's, it is it, chilling. It's not why he became a billionaire. That's the nicest thing I can say. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> but the nice thing about Amazon is that you can buy smart labels there. And so if you do that, they will come to your house. Jeff Bezos will not show up, almost certainly. I feel pretty comfortable saying that. <laughs> And show me your door. And they're, they're QR code labels and they're color coded. And so you peel them off. You stick them on a box of your stuff that you don't want to lose mm-hmm. after you pack it all up. And then you have a, uh, the the app and you open up the smart labels app. You scan the QR code, put all the details there. Here's mm-hmm. what it is. Here's what it looks like. You can take pictures of it. Mm-hmm. Here's the box it's in. Here's a specific corner of the basement I'm putting it in. Right? Here's what's inside. Please, do- And you can even put like a big label that says, please don't open until child's wedding day. <laughs> and that's the stuff that you like. <laughs> Those are things you really want to burden your children yeah. with. And then you stash them under the house somewhere. Mm-hmm. What is this category here? It just says deathbed. Yeah, you want to leave that one taped <laughs> up pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Can you will the app? I don't know. We'll talk to them about, about willing the app uh, in your account. And the <laughs> to, last thing Dad numbers. ever said before he gave me his password was, here's where all of my stupid shit is. <laughs> and if you want to be able to do that to your children then you're going to need smart labels. Uh, they truly are incredibly helpful. I am loving using them. Patrick, I'm going to, I know I haven't been home yet. It's I'm bringing you your fourth episode you said you're going to send them to me and I don't, I don't have them yet. My shit I is in disarray. Look, look in the background. I, oh, Ignore I the bokeh it. effect. Look in the background. <laughs> There's stuff everywhere. It's just, oh my God, it's old like wine boxes and diaper boxes. stuff in boxes. There's That's things weird. on the floor. It's gross. It's You Ugh. live in a hovel. It is. It's gross. What are you, mm-hmm. the witch of Saratoga? Mm, so you're. <laughs> so Patrick's going to get his space cleaned up real soon, uh, as soon as I come home for Christmas and bring him his own, <laughs> his own smart labels, as promised. And you, can, you don't even have to wait that long. You can have your place cleaned up way before Patrick does. Yep. So go to Amazon. Go check out Smart Labels. Uh, they'll send them to you. They're really wonderful, and they are supporting this show. Every time so far, we've sent them uh, an ad and said, is this okay? Yeah. They have signed off. So, <laughs> God bless them. They're the, they're the best, and we we wanna we don't want to lose them. <laughs> so <laughs> so go, please spend your money with them. They're great. And the Smart Labels truly are uh, some of the, the most effective things that I have purchased, I would say, in the last three years. How do we transition back to the show? We need like a bumper, a bumper song. Patrick, do you want to do some some beatboxing or something? Um, let me see. What songs do I know? Um, well, it can't be anything. Can't be anything recognizable. Nothing. No. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Nope. 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 Well, uh, that's royalty free, probably. Is right? it? I think so. Okay, keep going. Uh, what is? I know Winnie the Pooh is 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 a. Uh, is no longer copyright. I don't know if the song but is. But the song though. seems like a Disney thing, so yeah. we're not going to do that. Re- well, you could you could just recite some Winnie mm-hmm. the Pooh uh, from the original text. Sure, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. One day in the Hundred Acre Wood, Winnie the Pooh. We'll fade that out, Jeremy. As Patrick keeps going, yeah. Winnie the Pooh. And we're back. Thank you. And we're back. <laughs> is this a ghost? <laughs> and, you, and you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and toilet flush that's I, great that's it's great it's good timing i was gonna see you're really lucky because I, I was gonna try and mix in winnie the pooh and animal husbandry and it was gonna get dark real quick so <sighs> have you seen well, I, I assume you haven't seen it but did you see the fact they made a the winnie, winnie the, the pooh horror movie horror movie <laughs> the only review yeah. i the only review i saw was was from our, our friend brian who just said not even bad enough to be worth watching really it's, <laughs> okay 
Did you see that there was some school, some middle school that played it, like a substitute teacher or something oh, played no. it? And they're like, oh, Winnie the Pooh movie. And they let it run for like 30 minutes. And the school got a whole lot of phone calls. Mm-hmm. I that can imagine. Day. Yeah. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That's Thank- a sub substitute teacher who pressed play and left the room yeah. <laughs> for a while. Hopefully that substitute teacher didn't also try to announce what her pronouns were because then she would also be arrested. <laughs> so. <laughs> so thank yeah. God. Yeah. If you're going to commit Woo! some horrible atrocity, God. at least you didn't talk about I don't know, the fact that some people are uh, are gay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But we should also stop showing Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Blood and Honey, I think. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Yeah. Well, it's, one problem at a time. The yeah. big one's first. Yeah. It's block scheduling. Talking about pronouns We're first. Not, yes. Yeah. Like, it's a long yeah. period. We're not going to yeah. change now. Yeah. But a uh, but few years, we'll get around to it. And mm-hmm. no more. After a few years, no more Winnie the Pooh blood and mm-hmm. honey. <laughs> Technically, the teacher that played it has <laughs> tenure. So I don't have a lot of options to take <laughs> so, it out of the curriculum. But we do know that teacher was a he, mm-hmm. no matter what he tells you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, back to the Worcester house. Um, so we've met one the ghost, what? sort of. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is an episode of Is This a Ghost? Oh, it sounds fun. <laughs> it can be. <laughs> so um, after... Oh, I put this ad in probably the wrong place, I guess. We're learning how to do this. We, this is our first real mid-show ad. After the battle is over, the Americans clean the house. Uh, and, and they put everything clean, in a totes. And, put, <laughs> <laughs> and they say, what do we do with this blood? And someone says, that goes in the wet smart one. Labels? <laughs> and that's called a throwback. Uh. <laughs> so they try to clean Worcester's house. After this is all over, and um, you know, the thing they try to clean off most is the blood on the floor, obviously, as you would. Mom's coming home, you don't want to get yep. in trouble. That's right. <laughs> oh man, mom and dad are almost home. What are we gonna do with all this blood? <laughs> Hang on, let me get my talk boy, I'll trick them into thinking <laughs> that it was their blood. <laughs> my blood. <laughs> so, anyway, they, they gotta clean talk boy. God. What a what a throwback. Um, so they try to clean the blood off the floor, but the blood will not come up. No matter what they do, they cannot get these mm. blood stains off the floor. And now this is surprising because the floors have been lacquered. Mm-hmm. Because this is this is John Wister's yeah. big house. They uh, they did it right. Mm-hmm. Should just hose off at that point, right? It should just hose off. So they should not they should not be absorbing absorbing liquid, but the blood will not come out. Mm. It's stuck there. Those blood stains are still there today. Holy cow. Would you like to see a picture? I would love to. I thought you might. I have one for you. Let me find it <laughs> here. <laughs> uh, that's not it. Let's close that. Oh, there it is. Now, it's been a couple hundred years, 250 years. So it doesn't look bloody anymore, but you can see right. this is it. This okay. whole thing that, like, yeah, it's, it looks kind of like a like a like a wine bladder shape, or like maybe a big, yeah, maybe like, like a, a big a uh, pork chop, yeah, big pork chop shape or something. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, have they have they tried the magic eraser? Because I don't know. I'll be honest. This, well, it took a lot of stains off of our house. Yeah, yeah that's true. Magic. Yeah. Hey, this is good. What the fuck is in magic eraser? Because it. <laughs> 
<laughs> is uh-huh. it's amazing. It, yeah, and like, and it, I, I like how the magic eraser like slowly disappears the more you use it until eventually it's just gone. And I'm like, where the fuck did it go? This is like, <laughs> but this is video. This is this is video game rules. You can have mm-hmm. magic, but it gets used up. So you mm-hmm. can only the more you use your magic, mm-hmm. the more it disappears. Mm-hmm. So you got to be really, really careful about mm-hmm. it. It's like uh, it's like Beast Girl in Invincible. Mm-hmm. She can turn into a beast, but the more she does it, the younger mm-hmm. she gets until eventually someday, I guess she'll be so, unborn. She'll be poof. Yep. So, um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I, anyway, I just, just, just a suggestion to the people that own the house. If you want to mm-hmm. get up this stain, just try the magic eraser. I mean, it can't hurt at this point. It's worth a try because yeah. this is upsetting yeah, to see. Kind of gross. It looks, <clears throat> yeah. This is not the point of the podcast, but do you think Beast Girl? So, okay. So you, you've read Invincible, though. Obviously. You're, yes. Okay. So maybe you know the answer to this actually, but do you know if she, when she's not changing into Beast Girl, does mm-hmm. she then age forward again? Yes. Okay. So if she didn't turn into Beast Girl for 20 years, she would then age back up to probably where she is in terms of. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you're, okay. and you're ruining a little bit of stuff for yourself. Oh no. Okay. So, Sorry. I'll I mean, not, not much, but, but it, it does, it, it comes into play. Okay. Okay. It comes okay. Into play. Okay. Good to know. That does that helps that settles my soul a little yeah. bit because I I'm so worried for her. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, but now I have some hope. Okay, because hope is the one thing that I think really pays off in a show like Invincible, <laughs> <laughs> the most violent and uh, and upsetting superhero show of all time. Hmm. Anyway, so back to our story. So the bloodstains are still there today, and more upsetting, uh, folks have seen a mysterious black mist rise from the bloodstain and float through the house. Oh, no. That's, <laughs> first of all, it's repulsive. <laughs> Second of all, yeah, it you is. make sure you don't breathe that in, whatever that is. That's, oh, God, that's it, noxious. That sounds like spores. It, it, it yes. sounds like spores, yeah. really. <laughs> that's, boy, and how are you going to resell that house? Yeah. I, I hope that's still in the family, because that's... Mm. Yeah. Again, yeah. this whole house needs a good bleaching. Is what it sounds like to me. Uh-huh. Sounds like bugs, maybe a little bit of black mold, and uh, and that pork chop stain. Gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Much like a body that is riddled with COVID, it's time for some bleaching. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, he's gonna be our president again soon. So they've seen this mist rise and spread through the house, and that's upsetting. Other people have stood on the bloodstained spot, which feels. Um, that feels like a thing I wouldn't like feel comfortable doing. It's that like feels... the it's like the Blarney Stone of Germantown, PA, basically, right? You stand it? on it, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe you kiss it, and mm-hmm. it gives you gives you a good luck, or maybe you yeah. And then later, a local tells you, yeah, we pee on that. <laughs> oh, you know, we pee on that every night. You know where the black mist comes from, right? Are <laughs> <Our> urethras? <laughs> it's weird. Um, <laughs> they're after our black mists. Anyway, so they stand on the spot and they hear the sound of General Agnew crying out for help. Hmm. And this happens mostly on the anniversary of his death. Okay. But Agnew's is not the only ghost in Worcester House. Now, this is where I should have put the ad break, and that's that's on me. Um, we're we're I'll, well, I'm learning. We're all I'm learning. learning. Yeah. This is my <laughs> my two year old Ivy. That's her new thing now. Like, if I, if she ever does something, like, you know, she, like, throws her noodles across the room. And I say, mm-hmm. Ivy, you can't throw your noodles across the room. She'll just look at me very earnestly and say, I'm learning. <laughs> and I'll say, okay, that's uh, true. Yeah. And it's a great way to get out of, like, being in trouble. <laughs> it's just, 
Like, I, you can't commit securities fraud. Mm, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah. And she's so earnest about it. And she's mm. just like, but she'll take a deep breath and go, mm-hmm. I'm learning. Yeah. And then sometimes she'll go, time out. And I'll say, well, do mm. you think you should go to time out? And she's two. And mm. she'll say, mm, yes, time out. And mm. I'll say, okay, go to time out. She goes, but I'm learning. True. <laughs> and she doesn't go to time out. Yeah. <laughs> just think. Gosh, you're cute. Okay, yeah. <laughs> get out of here, you little scamp. <laughs> I mean, essentially, that that was that was Sam Bankman Fried's entire defense. So I think you're. <laughs> it might be different though. When you're I'm learning, a, mm, so middle aged weirdo. With, maybe I don't need to bad go to hair. jail. <laughs> I'm learning. Yeah, I'm learning. I am going to start trying that if I get into trouble at work. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> anyway, so that's he's so that's one ghost, but um. The story continues. So John Wister, the uh, the man who built the house, he passes the house on to his on to Daniel Wister, his son, mm-hmm. one of his sons. And Daniel marries a woman named Lowry Jones, and they had quote seven children who reached adulthood. Hmm. And um, which begs the question. <laughs> I didn't look further because I just <laughs> it's one of the hardest things about this podcast is learning how many children don't live to adulthood. So I took a flyer on this one. Now, one of their daughters, Sally, incidentally, kept a diary during the British occupation of the house. And it is only one uh, is one of only it is one of the only written accounts of the Revolutionary War by a teenage girl. Hmm. And so it actually became very popular. And it's in print still today. Uh, And if you if you Google Sally Wister, her biography is diarist. Hmm. Wow. Which um, is, is something. Hmm. Anyway, so the house moves to Daniel, and Daniel has a son named Charles. Charles is born in 1792. Now, in 1793, yellow fever breaks out in Philadelphia. Mm, people drinking the river again. I yep. told them not to. I was <laughs> real clear. Doing that. Gotta stop drinking the river, folks. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get upriver of town before you start drinking, not downriver of town. You gotta go to the fucking mountain. <laughs> And that's where you drink the water. You Anything south of mountain, no water, Mm-mm. no drinky. No, sir. No. So so during this outbreak, the Wisters move to the big house because it's outside of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So Philadelphia is a disaster. But yeah. the Wisters, they're in the big house. They're in Germantown. So they're, 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 they're doing their, their COVID quarantine. You know, they're, they're, going, yes, they're, exactly. they're going to Lake Tahoe. They're just going to wait this shit out for 12 months. Yes. Let their kids do remote learning. Yep. <laughs> It'll be. <laughs> <laughs> and everything will be fine soon. Totally cool. <laughs> um, so it'll happen. That's all good. But it wasn't until the early 19th century that the Wisters move into the house as their primary residence. Mm-hmm. So they finally move in. And Charles, the grandson of John, is the one who moves the family in full time in the early 1800s. Um, so it's just a summer home, no more. This is a fun historical fact, uh, an iTag special, fun historical hmm. fact. We need a, we should get like a, an audio stinger for that. Jeremy, you got anything for that? Like, I'll give you a clean, uh, clean space before and after, just in case. You don't have to mm. do it. But, uh, okay. <clears throat> fun historical fact. I would, uh, I, maybe like a, maybe like, like, like a, like a wham, like a, like, like a, like something like slapping. Like like a like a like sticker, you're putting a sticker like on a wall yeah. like it's like Wham! Wham! yeah oh this is like a Beekman's World kind of thing oh definitely absolutely okay. it's a Beekman's World kind of thing yeah yeah 
Wham! Fun historical fact. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Jeremy, maybe, take that note. Yeah, and and maybe Jen could take like a decal and like <laughs> right over the top of the right over the top oh, of the, like the cover video all our faces. Too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. These people work for free. <laughs> um. <laughs> fun historical fact: Charles's father, Daniel, he paid for the voyage of the Empress of China steamship, which uh, was a steamship, obviously mm. from China. Mm. Which brought, among other things, a new flowering vine plant to North America. Oh, not kudzu. This, not kudzu. Oh, thank God. No, no, no. <laughs> this plant was later named Wisteria in oh. honor of the Wisters. Oh, I th- see. Yeah. Not that, now the name, uh-huh. it, it sounded a little Ring. familiar rich, initially. Yeah. I thought, Wister, that's a weird Wisteria plant. Yes. So now, like kudzu, wisteria is considered invasive. So <laughs> <laughs> but at least it looks, it flowers and it looks beautiful mm-hmm. uh, for a time. <laughs> but that's where wisteria comes from, is, uh, supposedly, is from Daniel Wister. Hmm. Oh, fun additional historical fact. Wham. <laughs> uh, quote What they didn't know was wisteria was already here. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but if no one knows it, then you're the person who discovered it. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so Charles, uh, who moves his family into this house full time, he's a bit of a renaissance man. Uh, His interests include mineralogy, botany, chemistry, astronomy, horticulture, invention, geology, beekeeping, (laughs) clock making, and meteorology. Mm, He sounds really fucking annoying is what he sounds like to me. He sounds real rich, real bored, and real useless. (laughs) Uh-huh. So he added onto the house, made it a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. and he even built on an observatory. <laughs> which was his monthly passion until the end of the <laughs> observatory construction, at which point Observing. he moved on to the oh. clock-making wing. <laughs> um, here's the meteor wing. We've built it to attract meteors. <laughs> and that's how the dinosaurs actually died. Uh, it was Charles who said, quote, you know, it's not John's house anymore. We shouldn't keep calling it John Wister's big house. It's not really. They were still calling it that the whole time. They were still calling it the whole time. Mm. I made that quote up, but he was like, we shouldn't keep calling it Mm. that. Yeah. And so Charles is the one who gave, he gave a new name to the house and it's the name that the house is still known by today. Grumblethorpe. I'm sorry. Um, Grumblethorpe, which now what about the, what about the guest house? Uh, Grumblethorpe's <laughs> Gr- Grum- Grumblesthorpe. What's the plural? I guess Grumblesthorpe is the plural of Grumblethorpe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He names the house Grumblethorpe. Yeah, Grumblethorpe, which is apparently the uh, the the Ridley Scott sequel to Grumblethorpe. Or- <laughs> yeah, I think so. Jen sent me this, and the title of the document was Grumblethorpe Haunted, and I said, "Yep, <laughs> whatever this is, we're gonna make it happen." <laughs> So this is the Grumblethorpe house. Any questions? No, I mean, I will. I mean, I, I assume you're going to explain <laughs> where the name comes from at some point. If you don't, that's also fine, too. I can just... I can if you want. No, I'm good. Wasn't planning on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so right around the time the Wisters move in to Grumblethorpe full-time, uh, they they took in a girl whose name was Justinia... I don't think her name was actually Hamburger. That's got to be a... <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be a notes app uh, adjustment. 
<laughs> One second, while it, I, she's got to get her due. Hold on. It's got no. It's got to be Justinia hamburger. It, <laughs> I feel like I would remember if it was Justinia hamburger. Let's see. What do we? What do we Google? Jumblethorpe. Just Google Justinia hamburger. I mean, Justinia. I will not because I will get so many returns. <laughs> uh, let's see. It's the hamburglar's daughter's name, actually. Just nice. No, that's not right. Justinia. No, that's not the one. That's not it. I'm going to find it before you do. No, don't. Come on, don't. Come on. <laughs> no. It's not there. Not there. Hmm. Hamburger. Ah, oh, that's not uh, going to be as fun. And no. Pretty close, though, to hamburger. Justinia Hamburger. So Justinia Hamburger is this human person's name. <laughs> the family takes her in, and uh, pff, where she was she, she was some sort of like a like a German immigrant or something like that. Her family certainly was okay. And her <laughs> father had died in the yellow fever outbreak in mm. 1793 that we that we mentioned earlier. <laughs> so they take her in, and Justinia <laughs> soon became becomes the house manager. So what's what, what's what's kind of funny to me is that we at the beginning of the episode we joked about Germans coming over here and changing their name to be more American, mm-hmm. but <laughs> like one one of the one of the biggest cities in Germany is Hamburg, and mm-hmm. so people from Hamburg call themselves you know Hamburgers, you know people yeah. from Hamburg. So she clearly came over here, <laughs> came like, to Ellis Island, and she and they were like, "What's your name?" And she's like, "Oh, Justinia Hamburger," and they're like, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> I'm so uh, sorry. Look, we use that you, word already. <laughs> <laughs> what you do with your name is your business, yeah. but you might want to change that. My suggestion, my suggestion, <laughs> just a thought. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Take it or leave Couple it. Couple options. Justinia <laughs> hot dog, not the best one, but it will work. <laughs> Justinia Coney, I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm. So Justinia. Justinia Baconator, I don't know. It could work. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's um, fine. I'll just make it hamburger, whatever. Fuck it. Hamburger. Let me off the fucking boat. <laughs> Please, we all have pox. Can I just get on the land? So anyway, Justinia's father had died in the yellow fever outbreak. Now, Justinia becomes house manager. Yes. Okay, so so she helps out tending the children, and she's running the house and all these things. One of her favorite things to do was to bake bread. Her routine was on Friday nights... She would bake a whole lot of loaves of bread. Oh, shit. And then Saturday morning, she would give them out to the poor. Man. All Friday night, the smell of bread baking in the house? Can you imagine? Man. I'm trying to sleep, and I, I cannot. <laughs> I'll be honest. It, this is back-to-back like weeks. Heaven. This is back-to-back weeks where I have found a type in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Does Amy listen to this show? Because I hope uh, not. I really hope She not. could be taking some notes. <laughs> <laughs> um so she lives at the Wisters for about 30 years. So she's she's a lifer. Mm-hmm. For a long time. Now one evening in 1820, Justinia comes up to the children's rooms to help them turn in for the night. She's mm-hmm. doing her her thing that she always does. Mm-hmm. But the kids are surprised to see Justinia because they could have sworn she had left the house earlier that day and had gone over to one of the other Wister properties, the mm-hmm. one on Market Street. And this was several miles away. Hmm. So they were surprised to see her. And they asked, like, 
what are you doing here? And she was like, where else would I be? Mm -hmm. And I go, were you not at the other house? She says, no, I'm here tonight. And they're like, all right, we're kids. (laughs) Great. (laughs) And so they go to sleep. The next morning, the Worcester family learned that Justinia had actually died the afternoon before. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep, yep. And so, of course, it was her ghost that had shown up to tuck the kids into bed. Mm. And that is something, huh? That is actually the birth of psychology. I was trying to fix those kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So, in the 200 years since her death, many people have claimed to see Justinia's ghost wandering through Grumblethorpe. Unlike James Agnew's spirit, Justinia's is said to be a kind and comforting ghost, mm. though. Not a lot of wailing. No. Writhing no, on the ground, nothing like that. No, no smokes, <laughs> like, uh, inhale me. <laughs> no. She appears to children much more often than to adults. And she is most commonly seen on Friday evenings. And sightings then are, of course, usually accompanied by the smell of freshly baked bread. Mm. You could have that smell in your house literally for eternity. If I walked into the house and there was nobody in the house uh-huh. and all I smelled was freshly baking bread, mm-hmm. I would realize I'm having a stroke and I need to go out into the front yard. <laughs> oh my God, I literally smell toast. Yeah. I smell pre-toast. Yeah. <laughs> pre-toast? I'm having a pre-stroke. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> But uh, people say she's very kindly, and uh, when they see full apparitions of her, she is very kind and quiet and gentle and Hmm. and comforting. Well, that's nice. I guess so, but I cannot imagine a scenario where I see a ghost and I am comforted. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, it it really doesn't matter any like what the 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 situation. You could be fucking Casper, and I Mm -hmm. am. I am. I am doing a wily coyote (laughs) through the wall. But um, there have been quite a few unnerving ghost sightings at Grumblethorpe. Uh, the house is now a museum, mm. and some of the staff members there have claimed to see figures staring back at them in the dining room mirror, which is pretty terrifying. Oof. One volunteer named Kelly Alsop recalled a particularly upsetting sighting. Uh, working through, walking through, sorry, walking through an upstairs room with two other staff members during the middle of the day. Kelly looked down on the floor and noticed their shadows were cast on the floor, but there were not three shadows. There were four shadows. Eee. And the fourth shadow did not belong to anyone in the room. Uh, and it was clearly wearing a dress when everyone else was wearing jeans. <laughs> Why do ghosts always show up in such um, like creepy situations? Yeah, it's you like, know? come on. Like, you don't have to do this. Yeah, that is... We're going to be impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm always more impressed whenever we have a ghost story. It's like, well, I was walking down the hall, and then the ghost walked past me and was like, "Hey, what's up?" And then walked. And I thought that's weird. He's been dead for that's a century. Weird. Oh well. Huh, wait, wait a minute. Huh. Yeah, hang on. Right. Anytime it's like, it's like <laughs> I, I was looking out the window forlornly, and all of a sudden, an icy cold hand touched my shoulder. I'm like, that's a ghost just trying to be fucking creepy. That's yeah, it's like is. it's it's the analog to our world is like when you meet a celebrity and you want to be like. You want to be cool. You want to be like, right, yeah. oh, hey, Hugh Jackman, high five. Yeah. Boom, right? Mm-hmm. You want to be like, well, Hugh Jackman, hello. Because <laughs> that's, yeah, that's bad. He doesn't like that. <laughs> so this is, a good, this is a good note for all of us to take, I think, all mm-hmm. of us, you, know, you and me and everyone listening. Yeah. Um, when you are a ghost, and we all eventually will be, mm-hmm. um, yeah, be cool. 
Right. Act like you've been here before. Yeah. Unless right. you meet Hugh Jackman. Then Man, I got to tell you, I didn't all bets are cool. off. <laughs> I, I shoved my future first wife uh, out of the way, literally to high five him. And um, it's weird that marriage didn't last. And I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> do as I do, do as I say, not as I do, <laughs> I guess is the lesson here. Um, well, the staff, ha- oh, the staff had learned to roll though with the ghosts who appear in the house, uh, in the bed. <laughs> this is a great example of that. So education director, Diana Thompson once recalled seeing quote, a black shape low to the ground spinning very quickly from the dining room into the colonial parlor. So this is the smoke of, oh, okay. of, um, of general Agnew rising mm-hmm. up and, and spinning around. Mm-hmm. Thompson then said, quote, I'm not in the mood for this. <laughs> and as soon as she said that, the shape disappeared. <laughs> and this is a very instructive point for us, I think, mm-hmm. uh, to, of how to deal with ghosts. Mm-hmm. You can be scared if you want, and you mm-hmm. probably will be. But take a firm hand. Tell them, listen, man, fucking, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Not right now. Come on. God damn it. I'm teaching nine <laughs> classes right now, and I should only be teaching four. <laughs> fucking not now. And, uh, and that ghost will go away. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And if they don't, then you know you're in for a world of shit. So then if you don't, you should get a new job <laughs> slash new house. That's <laughs> this is no longer a place for you. <laughs> and those are the that's the stories of the ghosts of Grumblethorpe. And if you want to go visit Grumblethorpe, it's still there in Philadelphia. You can go check it out. You can go uh, we blew our chance, Pat. We uh we're in uh, Philadelphia. We were right there. We were right there. We could have seen the and pork chop stain. We could have seen the pork chop. Mm-hmm. Stood in the pork chop, seen a ghost, inhaled it, and become um, the wandering dead. <laughs> and, and that's that's something I'll always regret. <laughs> Any final thoughts? Uh, no, I'm uh, I'm pretty uh, pretty satisfied with this one. It was it was uh, it's good, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Is this a ghost? Is a production of Smith Show Media. Um, sometimes the the stories are researched by me, Clayton Smith. Though, of course, this week I had uh, uh, a lot of extra help from Jen Swanson. Thank you so much, Jen. Jen also does our video editing, and Jeremy Montoya is our audio engineer. Does all our audio editing. Uh, our all the funny jokes are from Patrick Dean, and uh, all the strange camera angles this week are also from Patrick Dean. Maybe so more thank next you, Patrick. Week. Yeah, for that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe next week you'll be back here. Maybe it's like you will see my perspective the whole time. God, that would be terrifying. <laughs> you know, there's, gosh, there is a collection of short stories that I can never remember the name to, but it's a collection of short horror stories for children, ostensibly. Mm-hmm. And there's one story in it where there a person checks into a hotel, like a CD motel, mm-hmm. and they go to their room, and this guy who looks very vampire-like, but definitely is not a vampire, wink, mm-hmm. uh, leads him to the room and lets him in and stuff. And then... The person's like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm going to watch some TV and go to bed. So they turn on TV, and the only channel that works is this uh, this, this internal camera, like internal to the hotel, which is a camera that shows the back of the manager of the hotel, the back of his head as he's wandering through the hotel doing his managerial right. things. And then at some point, he like opens his door and goes down into the cellar and walks past like this torture chamber. And then, like, you know waves to all the people who right. are like chained to the walls and right. stuff and you know everything and then he mm-hmm. comes up it shows him like from the again from the back mm-hmm. of his head coming up the stairs to your hallway and then to your door and knocking and when he does it yeah. you hear the knock on the door 
Uh, and it always it real fucked me up, and you just reminded me of that. So thanks a lot. So next don't, week, yeah. Please don't do that next week. <laughs> I will be unable to record a podcast, and uh, we'll see if that happens next week. On is this a ghost? Mm-hmm.